You're listening to Headphones Recommended. I'm Jake, and this is my story. Isaac Asimov came up with the three laws of robotics. They are as follows. 1. A robot may not injure a human being or, through inaction, allow a human being to come to harm. 2. A robot must obey the orders given it by human beings, except where such orders would conflict with the first law. 3. A robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second laws. One of my favorite stories of Isaac Asimov's is called Runaround. In it, there's a robot named Speedy. Speedy is sent to Mercury to retrieve an important mineral deposit. At first, Speedy doesn't return, so folks send a second robot to figure out what happened. They find Speedy circling the deposit, wobbling slightly closer and slightly farther away. It turns out the mineral deposit is dangerous, and Speedy is both expensive and important to the humans, so its laws are all out of alignment. If it goes for the deposit, its third law, strengthened by Speedy's value, kicks in. If it gets too far away, the danger goes down and the second law compels it to get closer. These two laws just bounce against each other as the robot oscillates unable to accept new commands while it wobbles helplessly in a circle. Eventually, one of the humans puts himself in harm's way, causing Speedy's first law to kick in and override the others. Happy ending for everyone. Five years went by between my official ADD diagnosis and learning from one of my friends what rejection-sensitive dysphoria is. It's not something any of my clinicians in 15 years have ever brought up to me unprompted, but it is something that has dominated most of my life without my knowledge. Everyone hates being rejected or looking foolish, but to some folks with ADD, rejection is the worst possible feeling in the world. I am one of those people. I would rather be in a car accident than face rejection from someone I care about. I don't say that lightly, because I have been in three serious car accidents in my life. I get panic attacks, and all of them stem from rejection-sensitive dysphoria. I usually feel it in my hands first. They get both cold and hot at the same time, with a tingling feeling that starts on the backs of my hands and quickly makes its way up my forearms. I almost always feel it in my face next, that same hot cold flesh. The volume on the world gets turned down. I feel it in my chest. I can hear my heartbeat in my own head sometimes. I can't think about anything else. With a severe attack, it usually takes me about four to five days to recover. Yes, days. 
There are three main adaptive strategies for rejection-sensitive dysphoria. First, become a people pleaser. Learn exactly what everyone wants. Be nice to everyone. Give everyone around you exactly those things. Forget about your own needs because you are a chameleon now. And if you ask for what you need, you will be rejected for it. Second, stop trying. Give up on everything. You can't be rejected if you don't ever try. Third, if you do try, make sure everything you do is so good, nobody can criticize it. These are your three laws of rejection-sensitive dysphoria. These are my three laws. Only I went most of my life without knowing that's what I came programmed with. Imagine being completely unable to do something that you're mediocre at because your brain is screaming at you constantly to either give up trying or be the absolute very best possible at the expense of everything else. Imagine knowing that you're funny, but not being able to be funny around someone until you know what makes them laugh. You know you're witty, but what if you try the wrong kind of wit and someone you like or care about rejects you for it? I don't think ADD is a lack of focus. I think it's detail hypersensitivity. I think an overwhelming amount of information would make anyone stressed, anxious, nervous, paranoid. I've read that procrastination isn't a lack of discipline. It's actually an emotional regulation problem. What if my whole life I've simply avoided certain tasks because completing them means risking rejection of some kind? What if I can only do things when nobody is watching or when I'm absolutely certain about being the best? I write this now as the 11th episode of this project. I have 10 completed, recorded stories I love very much, but I haven't released any of them to the public yet. I haven't decided on a name because deciding on a name means I should do logo design, which means I could make a website, which means I should research hosting services, which means I would be able to release these works into a world that could reject me for them. I had a moment in therapy two years ago where my therapist talked about spitting in the soup. He said, maybe this is your spitting in the soup moment. I was just as confused as you probably are right now. The idea is that sometimes the most important inflection point is becoming aware of the way that you are. Imagine you go to the same restaurant every day. You get soup every day. It doesn't particularly matter if you like this restaurant or if it's just close to work or why you go there, but it's part of your life. Then one day, you find out that all along, someone has been spitting in your soup. What happens next can take an infinite number of forms. Maybe you complain, and that's enough. Maybe you stop getting soup. Maybe you start going to a different restaurant because soup is your favorite. 
Maybe you make peace with the spit, because the soup has been delicious. Okay, that last one is pretty gross. The point is that once you know something, you can't unknow it. Even if you don't know how you're going to act on important information, now you have it, and that's worth something. It has taken me all my life to figure this out, but now I know the laws I was programmed with all along. I don't know what I'm going to do with this awareness yet, how I'm supposed to grow from it, but if you are hearing this now, know that I am doing something. I am choosing to face my greatest fears, to dive headfirst into terror, to change the course of my ship. Because a life lived scared is not much of a life lived at all. Not to me. I do not know how long this journey will last. It may take the rest of my days and it may never end. But there is no going back. You have laws that you live with too. What will you choose to do when you learn them? Headphones Recommended is written, recorded, and produced by me, Jacob Vanderend. All of these stories are true. This show is ad-free and completely listener-supported by folks just like you. Find out how to get involved at headphones.show, where you can find links to the Patreon, social media, and more. Don't forget to rate the show on your podcast app of choice, and to tell your friends. Every rating and recommendation goes a long way. Questions? Comments? Want to do a guest episode? Want to be a guest artist? Email us at info at headphones.show. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Be good to each other out there. <laughs>